Hi, thank you all for joining me today on another one of our Valparate podcasts. I'm here with Siobhan G, Consultant Pharmacist and Deputy Director of Pharmacy at South London and the Maudsley Mental Health Trust. So following the change in legislation, there's now a requirement for Valparate to be dispensed in the manufacturer's original pack. This is to make sure that individuals prescribed Valparate have the relevant information provided rather than just tablets in a white box with no patient information leaflet. So this has caused some concern for some organisations, particularly those who have patients that regularly go on day leave or weekend leave, who maybe would have had Valparate packed down into these white boxes. So Siobhan, has this been a concern for your organisation? Thanks, Emma. So the Mortley, we saw this legislation as an opportunity uh, rather than a threat. So we took it as an opportunity to challenge that practice of packing all of the medication down into plain white boxes for every episode of short-term leave for patients. And that was because um, packing medicines down is is problematic in many ways. So it's firstly, it's very resource intensive, and that's both in terms of people power, but also in terms of packaging. So it's not great from a sustainability point of view. Um, it also increases the risk of a dispensing error because you're adding in yet another step into what you're doing. Um, and then you, of course, present the patient or the carer with a whole bag of identical boxes of cut up strips of tablets. And there's a really clear risk of confusion there. So we've deliberately made all of the boxes look exactly the same, which is something we complain about in dispensaries when manufacturers do that to their packaging, because we know that that presents then a, a picking risk. It's a, it's a risk of making a medication error. The other big thing to this is that we're making a really massive assumption that all patients with mental illness won't be able to manage their medicines and they'll take an overdose if we give them more than the bare minimum supply. And that is a really stigmatizing position to take. Um, and it's also just not true. And finally, um, and this is something I really felt very strongly about, is that by packing medicines down, we are doing nothing to help prepare our patients for moving out of mental health services. So we're, we're really infantilizing patients by not giving them any opportunity to manage their own medication. Patients, when they're, they're giving short-term leave, it's usually when they're on their way to being able to manage at home. Um, so why are we not taking that opportunity as pharmacy staff to also prepare them for managing their, their medicines too? So actually putting aside the legislation regarding Valparate, um, at the Maudsley, we felt that moving away from routine packing down of leave medication um, was going to be a positive step. Um, and frankly, the new rules about Valparate um, gave us a big prompt um, to be able to do that. Um, so it, it's safer um, to give whole boxes. All of the manufacturer's information, as you mentioned, is included and the boxes aren't identical. Um, it's empowering for patients. This is how they're going to manage their medication when they're discharged, after all. It's greener, so there's less wastage on packaging. And it's just so much more efficient. So we're spending less time repeatedly dispensing um, really tiny amounts of medication. Of course, uh, it is not a blanket ban um, on ever packing anything down. Uh, so patients, when it's, for when it's a good idea, um, it can still go ahead. I haven't prevented that from happening. Um, but what we're keen on doing is that it's no longer the default position. And I think it's also worth remembering that short-term leave from an acute mental health ward 
um, when a patient is in crisis is going to be pretty rare. So really, this is affecting stable patients who are preparing um, already for discharge. I love that, Siobhan. This has been um, to take that opportunity to, to challenge what you were doing and um, make this safer in so many um, for so many different reasons is brilliant. And I do think the white boxes and the lookalike sound alike errors we are we we struggle with. So actually taking this opportunity to to challenge that is is brilliant. And so you've said, you know, it's not a blanket no. Um there are some cases where packing down is going to be the most appropriate option for that patient. How does that work within your organization? So I presume, you know, the annual risk assessment form will be up to date, the patient's informed and has all of that information. But then what do you do from a risk assessment point of view for those patients? Yeah, so we, uh, I mean, we request that any individual case that um, where um, a staff member wants the medication to be packed down is discussed with us in pharmacy. Um, and then it's the responsibility of the clinician to document an assessment of the risk in the clinical notes. So if the patient is deemed to be at risk of suicide by overdose, then a risk assessment is already part of the standard clinical practice. So all of that is already going to be in there. Um, and of course, as I say, we're, we're already giving patients full boxes of Valparate at, at full discharge, you know, when they're, they're going to the GP rather than um, staying within secondary mental health care anyway. Um, and so I suppose it, it's moving towards it being the other way around, not an automatic assumption that every patient is going to take an overdose and therefore we need to risk assess that. Um, it, it's part of the whole package, I would say, of standard clinical care. Um, but we, we, you know, we request any risk assessment is written in the clinical notes so it's visible to everybody. Um, and I think that the, the key bit is a dynamic um, discussion. So it's a discussion with us in pharmacy. It's a discussion with the patient, which we need to not forget to speak to the patients about this or their carers when they're going home, um, as well as the doctor on the ward. And it is difficult because um, there's a lot of pressure. Nobody wants to be accused of blocking bed flow. Um, but uh, getting this right and taking the opportunity, I think, to think carefully about it and get it, get medication management right when the patient is in hospital is going to prevent problems when they're discharged home and then prevent readmissions. So actually it's worth taking the time to really think about what, what suits that patient best. So I like that. So the it's not a formal risk assessment in the sense that it's not on an, any new pro forma. It is an entry in the notes that is then visible for everyone. And then I presume that if this, um, if the individual is going to have repeated sort of day leave, that you would revisit this risk assessment at each point where you're risk assessing whether they are suitable for day leave. Absolutely, yeah. So that you know, at the point the patient goes for day leave, the, the nursing staff usually um, and the, the doctor um, will be assessing at the point the patient is going to go out the door. Is this all right for them to go out the door today? So that that's already part of standard practice um, for us. Yeah. So I think this sort of answers one of the questions that's come up from um, one of the local groups were whether they could do a blanket risk assessment for patient cohorts. And I think, you know, this is not about risk assessing a patient cohort. Our patients are individuals and we're individually assessing for them. So um, what, what do you think about that with a um, blanket risk assessment? 
yeah I totally agree I, I wouldn't be supporting that sort of approach because that implies that um, I suppose to go one way you might be saying well we risk assess just for example everybody who has depression is going to commit suicide and can't have full boxes of medication and that's clearly not true um, or the other way we're going to risk assess and say everybody with psychosis is not at risk I mean so it just doesn't make any sense when you sort of start to think it through but it's also very much not a patient-centered approach so as you say I think that's that's um that's definitely not going to be the best thing for patients but it also I think from a practical point of view probably walks you into either doing more work than is necessary because you may be over uh assuming the risk for some people or conversely you may be assuming there's no risk for other people because you didn't ask so I, I think a blanket risk assessment is, is just never going to be it would never be something that I would consider brilliant thank you so much I think it's great to see you know this has been a change in legislation but you've used it as an opportunity to review your practice um, within your organization and can actually really see the benefits of it and actually then in these cases where it there is um, a need to pack down it's an individualised risk assessment because all of your patients are individuals and then it's about that individualised um, patient care. Absolutely. So, excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today, Siobhan. Um, I think that's given um, our audience something to think about for, um, for use in their organisations. So thanks for joining me. Pleasure. Thanks, Emma.